0: Welcome to the Light on Being podcast. I am the host, Claire Zavko. The Light on Being podcast is dedicated to growth and transformation through conscious talks and conversation. It is time to remember our value, step into our wholeness, and live life fully. Join me monthly on every full moon for practical techniques, radical insight, and conversations with entrepreneurs, teachers, healers, and spiritual leaders. I'm excited. Let's get started.
1: Welcome. We made it, we made it to the end of 2020. Before we dig in today, let's, let's start with a mindful minute. So wherever you are, just pause. Take a moment to settle into your seat. As long as you're not driving, close your eyes, put down anything in your hands. Just feel your feet, all four corners connected to the ground, the earth beneath you, what it feels like today. Notice whatever you are seated on and what it feels like. Allow the spine to be long. Allowing the breath to move freely. Relax the shoulders, relax the face. Let go of anything that did or didn't happen so far today or so far this week. And take a slow breath in. Slow breath out. two more conscious breaths on your own. And allow your awareness to expand. Notice any taste in your mouth. Notice any scent in the room. Notice what you feel against your fingers, your hands, your skin, any sensation. Notice any sounds within the body and in the surrounding space. Notice what you can see. Whether the eyes are closed or not, what do you see? Notice any light. And when you're ready, gently open your eyes and come into the space. We made it, we made it, we made it to the end of 2020. What a year, what a year, a year that no one could have predicted, but we all got to experience it and it unfolded in the, the unique, interesting, crazy, wild way that it unfolded. And as we're here at the end of the year, it's a powerful and relevant time to, to reflect and look at what did this year really bring to us. And today, what I am inspired to dig into is value. You know, so as we look back at 2020, what did one learn? What did you learn about your values? You know, all of us had things that came to an end. All of us had things that started to begin. You know, and in that, when we had this space and time at home and quarantining and being in new schedules and new structures we did have time to kind of see like what is working what is not working how do I seek to to create life moving forward and, and all of this comes back to value you know so as you personally reflect on 2020 what did you learn that you value what do you really value And what don't you value? And I'd say for myself, as I look back at this year, um, you know, quarantine wasn't easy. It was very nice to have rest and have that time and space that I normally wouldn't have. Definitely appreciated that. But I also did know really quickly how important human connection is. Like that value of human connection very quickly was so apparent that I personally value it I need it, I desire it, I yearn for it, and, and it's part of my life, you know, whether quarantining or not. So very quickly that, that did um, become the the foundation of why we shifted the yoga studio online and immediately created a virtual community, you know, a day after closing our physical doors back in March. And we did that for a couple months so that we could have that daily community deep human connection and then as things started to open up again you know I really really honored that value as well that it was it's important to me so that's why we opened the studio the day that we were allowed to from the government and that's why we were able to keep the yoga studio doors open since June 8th until now and as I really reflect back, it couldn't be any more apparent. I really personally value human connection and not just surface human connection, like how's the weather, you know, um, how's the weather? (laughs) But what I really value is deep, 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 deep human connection so that as evidence of that, that's why we held the teacher training amidst the pandemic. That's why we held the master training. That's why we continued to host in-person and virtual, but various different events to get um, community plugged in and to really have that time for one another to really bond with each other. That, you know, I personally need it, but humans need it. We need that, that connection. So it was so apparent more than ever before um, how much I personally value that. You know, so now I I invite you as you look back, what did this year reveal to you for what you value? You know, what do you value? Do you value safety? Do you value time with family? Do you value community? Do you value aloneness? Do you value time in nature? Do you value your job? Do you value being a freelancer? You know, whatever it is. And there's no right or wrong answer as we start to dig into our values but our values are telling that our values are coming from our subconscious mind our values are coming from our underlying consciousness state so there's a power in taking that time to look at you know what do i value and this year more than ever we had the time we had the the shifting circumstances that That our values became apparent so quickly. And so I want to to bring up today what I'll, I'll refer to as the human value proposition. The human value proposition. And that is what you do, you value. What you do, you value. Or alternatively, you value what you choose to do. You value what you choose to do. You know, consider that in your daily life. Do you brush your teeth every day? Yeah, because you value it. You value being presentable. You value not having bad breath. You value having healthy teeth that are going to last your whole life. You know, do you eat every day? Yeah. Is you value it, it's important so that you can live, so you can have energy to sustain yourself, move through life so you can feel great and not have to worry about hunger all the time. Do you value sleep? Yeah, we all sleep every day. So there's a value in that. And though, do we sleep four hours? Do we sleep eight hours? That's going to differ depending on the person and what the person needs and what the person values. Do you value a lot of sleep? Do you just value some sleep? It's all p- going back to the value. You know, so really, whatever we do every day, we value. And you know, as you consider <clears throat> beyond the basic functions, brushing teeth, using the restroom, sleeping, eating, etc., outside of that, where does your time go? Is all of your time serving everyone else? Is all of your time making sure everyone else is okay? Is all of your time devoted to daily needs of the job? You know, that even when you're home, are you still on the email? Are you still texting? Are you still figuring out work problems? And just notice that. Again, no right or wrong way to do it or answer, but it's such a beautiful time to really look at what are you doing? Because whatever you're doing, That's what you value. That's why you do it. Remember that you really don't have to do anything. Whatever you're doing, you're choosing to do. And in that choice of doing it, you're saying, here's what I value in this moment. You know, and this is where a disconnect can arise for people because they're doing something. Let's say they're doing their job or they're in a relationship with someone. But really, deep consciously, they know they actually don't value the job. They don't really love what they're doing or they don't really love the relationship they're in or whatever it may be. So there's an opposition here. But the thing is, if we're doing it and we choose to do it every day, we're really valuing that thing. Even though we, we, in our mind, it, we want something else. We're like, wait, this isn't my dream job. This isn't my dream relationship. But the fact that we're choosing to stay, we're remaining when we feel this inner disconnect, shows we're valuing what we're choosing to do. What you do every day, you value. And so if you seek to live a life of more harmony, more peace, more joy, more balance, more equanimity. We have to make sure our soul desires, our subconscious desires, those values are in harmony with the actions we're taking. You know, and and this is something that happens every year, is right around the New Year, people love to make New Year's resolutions. You know, it's such a popular thing in January to make New Year's resolutions. The thing about resolutions, though, you know, a resolution, what is it? It's a decision. It's a decision to do something or not to do something. But the thing about a decision is, is a decision comes from the mind. This is basically a thought. It's a thought. You know, and we hear the common ones. I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to go vegetarian. I'm going to whatever it may be. All these things are just thoughts. And as we've all experienced, if and when we've ever set a resolution is we try it for a day, a week, maybe two weeks. It's a complete miracle if somehow we made it through the month of January, but we try these resolutions and what happens? They fail. They don't, they don't work out. Why? Why don't they work out? Because what we're valuing overcomes that thought that we had. So instead of working out, we choose to sleep in. Instead of choosing to eat healthy, we choose to binge eat. So those are the things we're valuing instead of our health, instead of our physical fitness or whatever it may be. And these values, whatever we're valuing, come from our state of consciousness. So when one is setting resolutions, often those are coming from the state of consciousness of not enough. So I am not enough as I am in this moment. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not healthy enough. I'm not enough So because I'm not enough, I need to come up with a thought that if I execute this thought and I resolve to meet this thought, I'm going to suddenly be enough. I'm going to be that perfect body shape. I'm going to be meditating every day. I'm going to be eating vegetarian. I'm going to be this like perfect person. It doesn't work because the underlying state of consciousness is not enough and that that resolution is only planted on the layer of thought and thought the layer of thought is weak and as we all know the layer of thought changes all the time one day we feel great love myself love life next day oh this sucks hate myself life sucks and we feel this ping pong this ping pong often happens in our thoughts so when we set resolutions on the layer of thought they're going to be challenging they're going to not work. So to use value in an evolutionary way, what's relevant is that we plant the value deeper, that the value has to be deeper than the level of thought. And in yoga, we have the koshas, which are our layers of being. And so what we do is we plant our intention at a deeper level, at the layer of wisdom, at the layer of our ability to witness the moment. This is subtler, subtler than thought. So one one thing that I have um, been practicing since 2014 and found it really helpful is at the beginning of the year, this time, is to come up with one word. And I come up with one word as my intention for the whole calendar year. And that it's not only my intention, it's a value. So I choose one word as a value, and it's something that I'm not embodying or not embodying to the level that I seek to embody it, experience it, and live it in my life. And I set that one word And then that's something that I keep bringing my awareness back to as often as possible. So I'm not thinking about being something, but I'm bringing my awareness back to this value again and again and again. So for example, in the past, some of the values I've chosen for a year, one year I chose forgiveness One year I chose compassion, I chose love, another time I chose trust, and some other ones. So let's say with compassion, if compassion was my intention for the calendar year, or compassion was my chosen value. So now as I'm bringing my awareness constantly to compassion, that is creating an environment where compassion can start to become alive within me. And when that value is alive, it's now going to be a part of the choices I make. So compassion is no longer just a function of thought, something I think about, but it becomes, with practice, over the year, a function of one's being, of my being. So for example, let's say I'm in a moment, and I'm in a conversation with someone, And I just totally don't understand their point of view. But my word, my intention, my value for this year is compassion. And so they're sitting there talking and sharing, and I just completely don't get it. And what my natural tendency would be is to, you know, maybe in that moment, share, well, hey, this is how you're wrong, and this is how it is, and, you know, my opinion of that situation. But with my value being compassion, now in that moment, that's where my awareness is going to be. So as they're sharing in my head, I don't understand what they're talking about. It's very interesting, an interesting point of view. But I know my value is compassion, so I fall back on that. So in that moment, what is compassion? Well, compassion is understanding. It's not necessarily agreeing, but it's understanding and it's holding space for others to have their opinions. So in that moment, then I choose intentionally to respond with compassion and then maybe my response is i understand you feel that way thank you for sharing your perspective i appreciate that as opposed to why do you think that way that's crazy i don't get that that's weird you know whatever it may be as as an example so that's the power in values that they're deeper than thought and we keep every single day going back on them and as i've experience this practice, what I've really noticed is because that word, that value is on the forefront of my awareness, I really start to see it. I see it in magazines. I hear it on TV. I suddenly start to notice books about it. I buy a book on compassion. I buy a book on radical compassion. I start to read it. I start to have discussions with friends. Hey, what's your experience with compassion? What does compassion mean to you? How has it came up? How are you compassionate? There's this natural effect that starts to to occur as you open to the value that it just becomes permeated in your life experience. And through all the ways you start to experience the value, the value really starts to come alive. And for this process to happen, all it really requires is one to be open to refining and growing and expanding their state of consciousness. And that when a new value is really adopted at the level of your being, things start to shift. Things start to shift. You know, so so for example, if One eats fast food for every meal of every single day. Behind that, there's a value of not really caring about one's wellness and health. So to have a monumental shift there, it can't just be, I'm going to stop doing this. It doesn't happen. The, the thought power that's been generated over likely years is so strong, it's going to win. And one's going to go back to their old habits and just keep doing what they've always done. So what it takes in that moment is really shifting the value that really, at this point, the most important value is my health, is my wellness. And because that's my driving value in the moment when I have a choice, should I eat here or should I go home and cook? Well, the choice is then clear. It's now a choiceless choice. You don't even have to choose. You know. It takes practice. It takes time. But it takes first that openness, openness and willingness to, to do that and to make those new choices. So that's what I invite you to reflect on as a practical tip today. And I invite you to take on this practice. You know, that what is one value you would like to experience more in your life that you would like to embody this year, in the year 2021? 2021? And as we enter this new year, may we remember the possibility. May we remember infinite possibility exists. Whatever happened this year, whatever happened before, is the past. It does not have to dictate how we choose to move into this brand new year that is unwritten. So really take time to focus on that. What is that word for you? Because as we remember, the human value proposition, what you do, you value. You value what you choose to do. You know, and one more example that the biggest shift I saw in my life was meditation cultivating a daily meditation practice and the way that happened was before i started meditating 2016 i didn't value myself what i actually have valued was trying to prove myself so i stayed busy i did a lot of things i achieved a lot of things had a great resume had some degrees multiple degrees but I wasn't valuing myself. I did not intentionally carve out time and silence in my day for myself. So the reason I wasn't meditating pre-2016, even though I had done it sometimes in yoga class and you know, had a few great meditations here and there, I wasn't doing it daily. And the reason why, didn't value myself. What I valued more was trying to prove myself. So I got the time to go to India, Learned a powerful technique. Meditated every day for a month. Started to experience the value of myself on the level of being. Started to realize and experience deeply on the cellular level that my value had nothing to do with what I have ever done or not done. That my value is inherent In my beingness. This was eye-opening. And this wasn't just a thought. This was what I experienced on the cellular level beyond words. My cells remembered that. So when I came back, I didn't have to meditate. I yearned. I wanted to meditate. There was nothing I wanted to do more because in that time and space for me, I could keep remembering that truth. Of my value and I've been meditating ever since and so that act of meditating every day particularly first thing in the morning is an act of value valuing oneself and then from I experience from valuing myself then I have this energy this immense energy to now value others to now value my family my friends students to value everybody But when I was coming from a place of not valuing myself and depleted, then my value towards others was conditional and it changed and it shifted a lot. So I just share that from the point of view of how important value is and real true change, true shifts come from what you're doing every day because that's what you value. And remember that right now, here we are. Tune into that collective power that everybody right now and through the month of January, everybody has immense energy to shift. Everybody has immense energy to just be better, to have a better year, to have better circumstances. There's that collective excitement right now. And it happens every January. Tune into that. Use that to fire you up. And remember your inherent value. What you do, you value, and you value what you choose to do. Never forget your power of choice.
0: Thank you for listening to the Light on Being podcast. Like all things in time, this is an evolving living thing as we discover our wholeness and light together. I'm excited that you're along for the journey and I would love to connect with you. You can reach out to me on Instagram at lightonbean. Send me a message with any comments or questions and they may be addressed on an upcoming episode. If you enjoyed today's podcast, the highest compliment that one can give is to share the episode with a friend or leave a review. Make sure to look up at the full moon and see her bright, radiant light. She is fully being.